This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, May 13th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. With more Americans unemployed and unsure of how to pay off their debts, the credit card industry is a popular whipping boy, especially in Washington. But credit cards have been a key provider of liquidity for Americans as the economy has soured. So says Mark Calabria, director of financial regulation studies at the Cato Institute. When Barack Obama was on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, he talked about uh, credit cards and lending and borrowing. And he actually related, if I'm not mistaken, credit cards to defective toasters. That is, there might actually be a problem with the product itself, in this case, a specific way of uh, advancing credit to people. I I think the notion that any one particular financial product, at least out there, is defective in and of itself, I mean, I think that notion is defective. Um, Some types of credit make sense for some people in some circumstances, and some types of credit don't. Your credit card's not going to explode on you. You know, any time your debt might explode on you, that is a decision on your part to take on that debt. There's nothing faulty in the wiring. And so I think that that approach uh, not hides more than it reveals. When you sign up for a credit card, you don't necessarily sign up for uh, your fees to go up based upon activity that is only tangentially related to your relationship with the specific issuer of, of credit. Well, let me say for starters, I do think that with any contract, you know, those terms should be as clear as crystal clear going into it. You know, and we have a very long history in common law. And if there's something where it's a fundamental contract and you get breached, you can take that to court. And, you know, I think everybody supports that. The question is, should we preemptively or retroactively take away your contractual rights between you and your creditor? At the end of the day, what credit card companies and almost all lenders you're trying to do is parse out the good risks from the bad. And that's fundamentally a very difficult thing to do because they don't know looking at you. They don't know even looking at a credit score. You can only know so much in terms of whether someone's going to pay or not. So if you default on your other debts and they figure out, well, okay, he's not paying his car loan. Well, you know, it's pretty likely if he's not paying his car loan, he might not pay his credit card bill. So I think having the credit card companies the ability to go, go into that and that certainly should be spelled out to you ahead of time, that if you don't pay your other bills, you might look at an, in- an increase in your credit card rate. I think if you go into that as a borrower and you know that, because otherwise, with if and when some segment of those people default, where the rest of us are just going to pay higher rates to offset it. There aren't any freebies here. What is the relationship between credit cards in general and liquidity Uh, in the economy? I think they're a very critical, important source of liquidity. Many of us, when other types of loans have dried up, have used our credit card. Uh, Some of it's been that we've able to keep consumer uh, spending going on some of it's stuff like, you know, you might go out to the movies or you might go out to dinner. And some of it's been just basic necessities. I don't think any of us would want to have to rely on our credit cards for necessities, but I think that's better than the alternative not being able to meet those necessities. What has President Obama proposed with regard to uh, issuing of credit through credit cards? Well, I think this is another example. Uh, what what the President Obama has proposed is basically what he proposed in the stimulus, which is, I think we need to do something about this, but I'm more than happy to let uh, the special interest on Capitol Hill knock out the details. Uh, he hasn't really come out with anything in terms of, you know, you need to restrict this, you need to expand that, you need to balance that. It's all been, you know, we need a credit card bill, and I know my friends in Congress will write us a good one.
in terms of specifics, what have we seen? Uh, we've seen a variety of things talked about. Some of it is, as you mentioned, what's called the universal default, where you default on an unrelated debt to your credit card, and then your credit card company comes in and raises your rate. Uh, that's something that's been talked about in both the House and Senate bill. Uh, there are other things. Uh, one of the things that I don't think has gotten as much discussion that sort of gives me some concern is bills also take an approach where if you're under 21, you're not going to be able to get a credit card unless your parents or somebody else who will make payment co-sign for you are if you're basically fully employed. So I think there needs to be a real debate and a real questions over, you know, the, fun, the whole fundamental reason you go to college is because you come and hope you're going to make more money when you get out. And I don't necessarily see a problem with you borrowing against that for the future and spending some of that money now because you're going to make more money in the future. You know, we don't ask college students to be able to pay off their student loans in real time, do we? So why should we necessarily force them to have to pay off their credit card bills in real time before we allow them to have credit? In general, I understand the, the public anger. I mean, you've got a couple of things going on. I mean, one, the real risk to everybody has changed because of the economy has gotten worse. And that means the real risk to the credit card companies has changed. So the question is, should they be able to charge higher rates and fees to offset that risk? Well, if they don't, someone's going to have to come in and make that loss whole. So it's either going to be either the taxpayer because some of these companies are quote unquote too big to fail, or it's going to be the people who have seen their risk profiles go up. Uh, I think that that's a tough to call, but I would rather see the private market sort that out than have the government come in and pick winners and losers. Uh, will there have to be and will there continue to be a big deleveraging on the part of household balance sheets? Absolutely. But that's in the aggregate. There are some families who they can cut back on their credit needs. I've cut back on my credit needs. But at the same time, if somebody's lost their job and the way for them to get through six months is to put some things on their credit cards, not to mention just as importantly, I think we could all have heard hundreds of examples of here's somebody who lost their job and what they've decided to do is start their own business. And it might look crazy at the time for them to get seed capital for that new business with their credit card, but lots of you know big companies that we think of, that's how they started. Some guy lost his job, put it on his credit card, rolled the dice, and I say that fully aware that 99 other guys tried the same thing and went bust. But you know, for us to say that nobody should be able to try that in this sort of time, I think that that's a mistake. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.